Holy mama, baby. <laughs> we are we are back. Welcome to the Pure Joy Project. Uh, my name is Paul Lanigan. I'm Bennett Diffley. I'm Daniel Reed. And today we are um, doing something different, getting our comfort zone stretched, uh, going after a specific book and more, more, um, more zoomed in a chapter uh, in God's Word today, rather than a topic. Um, we are we are going at Ephesians in the ends. Um, you know where we're at the ends or the <laughs> epistles. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> there's Sorry, gonna, I'm there's going to be a clip released of uh, all kinds of goonery that y'all will see that will be relevant. <laughs> um, so uh, first, heck, let's be let's be personal, let's be vulnerable. How uh, how we been the last week and a half? I think it's been two weeks almost since we. Since we recorded, give me give me Bennett starting us off. Yep, I've uh, been really good, really really good. Um, we're actually how many weeks out are we until HLC? Do we know? Like three, two, three. three? I think it's three. Yeah. Yeah. Every uh, every Monday night we've been hopping on um, calls with FCA St. Louis, um, some of our um, companions, uh, men and women in Christ that we that we've formed these amazing bonds with. Um, over the the last, I don't even know how many years, what? like six, seven. Yeah. It's crazy because like we're. I keep thinking that like I'm not old, but we're like the old leaders at camp now, which kind of scares me a little bit. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've been really good. Um, those meetings have have been the highlights of my week. Just getting to see everybody, um, getting to have fellowship, and um, and kind of kind of getting ourselves, our minds, our bodies, and and our spirits ready for um for camp even though it's going to look a lot different than usual um because of everything going on um but yeah i've loved that um family's good friends are good um so yeah danny what you got hey uh yeah the last week week and a half um kind of same old thing you know every day is kind of a roller coaster of its own just walking through some different hard things going on in life right now. Um, summer's been, summer's been hard. You know, I've, I've had a lot of good things happen. A lot of not so good things happen. Um, but ultimately like there's been a lot of lessons learned. So I'm, I'm thankful for the challenges. I'm thankful for weakness. Um, um, I'm just hoping that it would, it would help me to see God's God's grace and God's glory more clearly. Uh, but yeah, it's been cool. I mean, even in the midst of everything going on, I've been super blessed to just have some awesome dudes to pour into me and, and fall back on when I'm having a hard time just keeping up. But yeah, um, I agree. The meetings are really fun. I usually try and fill my time with just being around people or just even being on Zoom call for two hours, just goofing with FCA people. Uh, I'm excited to get to HLC and see what God does there. He always does something wild. So, oh yeah, yeah, it's it's a blast. I'm really looking forward to it. But yeah, that's me, Paulie. What's up with you, big boy? Come on, dude. Uh, I've been. I don't think a whole lot's changed. Um, I've been getting humbled. And I've been asking the Lord to strip me of my pride, grow me in humility, um, and make me more like Jesus, no matter what the cut, like the cost is. And I've been realizing He's been answering that. And breaking me down in a lot of ways. Uh, I've been having people praying for me that I'd be bold in my weakness is the words that the spirits prompted me to. 
um, that I would just be like unashamably weak and in need of grace um, mm. in the workplace, uh, athletically, in, uh, in my internship and whatever, um, that just I would be like, I would just put the image of Paul Lanigan aside for the sake of Jesus Christ. Uh, and so there's been a lot of that and, and it's been tough, man. It's been, I mean, everything in my flesh just hates it. And so, um, I've just been walking in that. I actually had something super encouraging that just like the spirit put something on my heart that just like blew my mind, changed my perspective on this whole weakness thing. And, um, I was reading wild at heart and by John Eldritch, uh, if you're a male or even a, a mature female, I would encourage picking it up. But um, I he talks a lot about adventure and the importance of adventure in a Christian walk. And I uh, and something clicked that it was like every single thing we do is an opportunity for divine adventure. Mm-hmm. It's the words that were in my head uh, that the Spirit put on my heart, like. Like that, that every single thing we step in, whether it be a practice or an assignment or, um, or a shift or a conversation or a meal or anything, we don't know what's going to happen during that thing, but we know our, our friend and father does. And we just have to, to hold his hand, childlike faith, walk into each thing, asking that he will use it being expectant that he will use it in a great way and it is simply an exciting adventure for us and being a guy that that loves science fiction lord of the rings star wars all this stuff like i love the idea of adventure it's exciting and so i get to play this really like i get to be the main character um who has all these flaws that that then like you know has this great story written around him because it's not about me in the end um, hmm. so that's been crazy. Like that's been such a cool thing. I have it on my mirror. Um, and next to all like my prayers and stuff for people and everything and verses that I'm praying over and all that. And it's just been really cool. Um, change your perspective. Uh, as I was really beat down, I think last time we recorded and it's like, I'm still beat down just with a different heart now. Um, and hoping hmm. to continue to walk in that. And so, Heck, um, I am intimidated by what we're doing today. I don't know about y'all. This is um, a little sweaty. This is different, and uh, and our flesh doesn't like different. And so I hope this leads us to a dependence on the Lord. Um, and so on that note, I'm gonna pray over it, and then we're gonna start chatting about it. Are we cool with that? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, come on, um, Father. Thank you, uh, thank you for for every opportunity. Um, for every conversation, uh, for every friendship, for every relationship that you build, that you maintenance, and that you use. Uh, Spirit, just come fellowship with us. Um, Be here with us. Interpret the scripture for us and speak through us. Um, Teach us to study. Teach us to talk. Teach us to read so that we can do those things for you and by you. Um, I just pray for every listener that you're opening their hearts to what it is you want them to take in. Um, Lord willing, there are any listeners. And, and Lord, that you're working in our hearts at the same time. Uh, Lord, just humbling us um, and giving us the words to speak, giving us the, uh, the knowledge and the faith. Um, and let, that, let those things speak loudly as we share your word today. Um, Lord, thank you for all you do, all you have done, all you're currently doing, and all that you'll do in the future. Um, Lord, and just for being gracious. Remind us of the gospel today. Um, that we can do all things out of the foundation that is that, 
Uh, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Come on. So Ephesians, a letter written to the church of Ephesus. Um, let's do some five W's, right? So who, what, when, where, why? Basically, loosely, who wants to who wants to to start Chad? Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, it's it's the Apostle Paul, not Paul Anian, but the Apostle. Um, the and he is one. writing. He is writing to uh, the people of Ephesus. Um, I think Dan's got more of an idea of when that happened. Um, Dan, did you say 60, 62 60 AD? To somewhere 60 around to there? 62 AD, I believe. Yeah. yeah, somewhere around there. I put like the little squiggly mark next to it. Just like, it's around there. <laughs> around there. Love it. Um, what else you got for that, Dan? Yeah. So, like you said, um, Paul wrote it, we think. Um, this this epistle is different from a lot of Paul's other epistles. Um, and one of the big things that's different is that he's not directly calling out any big issues that are go- that's going on in Ephesus, like he you know like he is in First Corinthians or Philippians, and, you know any of the other epistles that Paul wrote, which is you know the majority of the New Testament. But um, yeah, it's different because Ephesians, this epistle, this book, um, it addresses theology and it reiterates the gospel over and over again, which Paul does usually in context of like correction and rebuking a certain behavior that a church is doing. But this Paul is just looking back on his time spent in Ephesus, because, you know, if you go through the book of Acts, you see Paul, he goes to Ephesus and he helps plant this church and he's, he's a pastor there. He's an apostolic pastor and he's building it and building it and building it. And then he moves on and his disciple Timothy takes over there. Um, And we'll get into this a little bit more later, but He's just looking back and he's just like, wow, look at the fruit that is coming <clears throat> from God's movement, both through me and Timothy. And it's just exploding. Um, you know, Ephes- Ephesus becomes a, like a powerhouse of a church, um, you know, that started through Paul. So, yeah, it's cool. It's seeing him re- reflect back upon that. Um, just like some more context stuff, because I like the background info. Um, Paul's in prison in Rome when he's writing this. Um he doesn't address the problems directly, but like some issues that are, are going on in Ephesus, they have a big infatuation with the occult or like witchcraft. Um, like if you want, if you want to check me on that, check out uh, Acts nineteen nineteen. But yeah, that's what I got for the majority of it. Paul, you got anything to add? Yeah, there? yeah. Um, so this was, I think. Oh, I don't want to be wrong about this. It was Philemon. Um, Ephesians and um, Colossians, right? That were delivered by Tychicus. Um, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Um, and so he was like writing these in the Roman prison. These were all delivered in a round by Tychicus. And um, so what's really cool, Paul served two years roughly in Ephesus from what we know, and he faced so much hardship because Ephesus was the center of worship for the goddess, Greek goddess Artemis. Mm. And so there was like a huge, glorious temple for her there, and people were so set on worshiping her and putting her on a pedestal. Um, and so Paul was actually driven out by riot, we can see, I think late in Acts, um, I believe that sounds yeah. right to me. Um, so he was driven out by by riot uh, late in the book of Acts. We see that. And so he's like 
pouring he's he's in a difficult situation facing hardship in this city and he pours two years of of his energy paul writes in second corinthians twelve fifteen uh that he wants to be willing to spend and be spent for the sake of souls and so like paul is in ephesus spending and being spent like being exhausted for the sake of souls and so he writes this like there's like some major arcs here in this book that's like hey here's the gospel here's my encouragement to you because of what I'm seeing and here's how all of this teaching the what the Lord has said through me how it applies to you now as this church is continuing to grow in your city and whatnot um and so like I think it's it's such a cool picture of like probably his um appreciation for what's going on because he slaved for the sake of Christ in that city for two years, um, which I think is so cool. And so this is probably, I think it's the most directly gospel oriented epistle, um, like as in not put into like, like practical situations or applied or used for correction. It's just like, Hey, here is God's grace and here is what it is. And I think that has a lot of weight, um, which is so cool. And so, um, do we have next thing I want to do is like major verses and keywords. Um, so we'll start with verses. Do you guys have anything? Um, I have a couple that like really stuck out that I would like put some emphasis on. Start it off, Paul. Okay. Um, so I have verse seven, uh, which says in him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. Mm. Um, so this is the grace, the rich, the riches of the grace, um, that then leads to peace. That is our literal foundation. The gospel Mm. that is our foundation is this peace, um, this grace and peace that, uh, that we receive through Jesus and the shedding of his blood. And then I have, uh, verse 10, um, which says as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him. Uh, the verse before talks about Christ because um, the Lord making known the mystery of his will uh, according to his purpose through Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. Um, so uniting all things, the Bible, again, I say, I feel like I this is said every episode um, that all things, you know, and a Bible says all, it means all. Um, uniting all things in Christ in whom we have been like who in whom has been given all rule, authority, power, dominion, um, ruling over everything that is named forever. Um, we see that in verse 21 that it, it talks about how like Christ has been seated in heavenly places. That's verse 20. And then verse 21, like giving, given dominion over everything. So all things are united in Christ. Again, we're going back to this like great unity that is the foundation of the church, that is the foundation of our lives, that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hmm. And so that's what I got. Bennett, do you have anything? Yeah, um, I'm looking at verses 14 and then what you kind of touch on there, 19 and 20. So verse 14 reads, The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. Um, he did this so we would praise and glorify him. And then verse 19 also kind of stuck out to me. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Uh, 
Um, and then like Paul was saying, um, and then it goes on to talk about how he's far above any other thing in this world and also in the world to come. Um, and, and that's just, there's a lot to unpack there, but that just is so, um, so heartening to me, like, so, so just awesome that, that, um, the same, the same power, uh, that God gives us when we believe in him is the same exact power that, that raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand. Um, that's just, mm-hmm. just crazy. So Danny, what do you got? I know you got some good stuff going on over there. Oof, that was really good, Bennett. Heck yeah, dude. Come on, baby. Um, I'm checking out 13. Um, it says, in him you also, uh, Paul's referring to the Gentiles here, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. And then 14, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. So what he's saying is the Gentiles, right, once they heard the truth, the gospel was taken to them in the book of Acts. And once they believed in him, they were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, which is their inheritance. So... They've been given this gift of the Holy Spirit, right? And, well, you know, we'll get into gifts uh, probably in a, in a later episode. But um, they have this inheritance in the Holy Spirit, and it says they're sealed with it. And so think of like a brand or maybe more accurately like a wax stamp. They've been given the seal. And so think of royalty when they would send a decree or a letter. And I know you've seen this in like parts of the Caribbean or something. Um when they when they melt the wax and they drip it drip it on the letter and then stamp it, we've been stamped with the Holy Spirit if we are living in Christ Jesus. So, mm. upon receiving salvation, the Holy Spirit is inside of us and we are officially part of God's family. We He has ownership over us, which is the point of that seal. You know, even in say the prodigal son, this is all throughout the Bible. You know, the prodigal son story at the end when the father places the ring on his son's finger. It's a ring of ownership. That ring, which would have belonged to the head of the household, it would have had the family crest, the family seal on the ring, and he would have used that ring to stamp the wax on letters or decrees. And so by giving that to his son, it showed that his son was a part of the family officially. Like there's there's no other family. There's no other you know, debt. There's nothing else. They're officially part of the family, and that's the same thing that's being talked about here. And that when someone has the Holy Spirit, they're officially part of God's family. Mm. He has brought them in. There's no, there's no other family. Adoption has been complete. There's nothing else. There's, mm. n- there's nothing else. There's no past. There's only now and going forward. Everything else, is just, it's just gone. So I love that verse. I think that really gets into some meaty stuff, which we're going to get into a little bit more moving forward. And then... Uh, 22, y'all talked on 19 and 20 and 21. Um, and 22, I really like it says, and he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So the him, the he in there, it's talking about Jesus Christ. And what's amazing is the gift that is being referenced to the church. The church is given Jesus Christ, which is his body. Um, and so, in that gift, the church has become the embodiment of Jesus Christ, able to take Jesus' name and glorify it among all the nations. You know, like Matthew 28, um, you know, go and make disciples of all nations. That's what the church, capital C, is called to do. We're called to go out and make disciples for Jesus, which is such an honor. You know, hmm. something that I think is really common, it's a shame, 
but it's really common in Western Christianity is this this church culture where, you know, I've got a, I've got a good quiet time. You know, I listen to worship music. I go to church on Sundays. I'm good. And that's that's nowhere in the Bible is at the end of it. Nowhere in the Bible are people just like, oh, you know, like I went to church. I'm good. Like God, God and I are cool. Like I, I hate that term because that's that's not it. While you may be saved, there's so much more to the Christian walk. And mm. and Paul lives this out beautifully where he goes out and he makes disciples. He does this. He plants church. He preaches to people. He evangelizes. And the Spirit blesses it because that's what we're called to do. It's not just a white picket fence Christianity where it's just, oh, you know, like I'm good. I, I go to church. It's not it. There's so much more. So we're invited to go and take Jesus out all the nations um but yeah big fan love ephesians there's so much in each verse like each verse you can spend you know hours just talking about and dissecting but mm. yeah those are the, those are the few verses i got rolling around inside my head right now come on and then we have we have any keywords i obviously have one that we talked about before that we're going to go over um, absolutely but does anybody else have any keywords they want to hit hmm from verse 14, I really like the word guarantee. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised. And then I also like the word purchase in verse 14. Um, that shows a lot of significance to me um, just because obviously there, there's, there was a price to be paid um, for our sins, and, and he paid it in full forever, um, cleared. So uh, the word purchase kind of weighs heavy with me there in verse 14 as well. Hmm. I like that. I like that. That's really good. Danny, you got anything? Um. Yes. So, uh, Paul, I think you're good. You're probably gonna end up touching on verse five, or uh, eleven, maybe. But yeah. um, the adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of His will. I like the purpose there. So the purpose. It's just one of the big themes in Ephesians. The purpose is God's glory. The purpose isn't, you know, what can I do to make my, my children happy? Well, God does care about your happiness and your prosperity, even though it's like a buzzword right now. God does care about that. He cares about that for you. But that's not the purpose behind it. The purpose of everything is God's ultimate glory and making his name famous. And so... What's beautiful about that is when God's name is elevated, when God just receives more and more glory, ultimately that's better for us because our good as Christians should be linked directly with God's glory. So when God is made famous, ultimately I'm prospering more because my boast is in him. My desire is in him. My complete fulfillment is in God. Mm. And so as God grows, as his glory is magnified throughout the earth and everyone is coming to him, what a joy that is for me hmm. because I'm part of that family. And it's, it's all of us together worshiping the one true God. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing. I get geeked up talking about it, but yeah, purpose and glory, I think would be the two, which are both talked about a lot in Ephesians. Hmm. Come on. All right. Um, I have two and I think one's obvious uh, grace, I think that the idea of grace and grace being the root of all things, um, that that is something that like you, we can't sleep on. Obviously, it's going to come up over and over and over again. 
Um, and, and I don't want to have a calloused heart towards it. I want it to be sincere, you know, in like that we recognize the grace every day that they're, that the listeners recognize the grace every day, um, and in each moment. And then alongside that, um, this chapter is mentions predestination. Um, I think three times, maybe twice for some reason, I remember it a third time in here, but it might just be verse five and first 11. Uh, which says he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ in verse 5. And then in verse 11, it says, In him we have, an, we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Um, and so, obviously, if you guys have been um, a, a open quote, Christian, close quote, for however long, um, and a part of a church, you are going to know something or like have talked about Calvinism, Arminianism, predestination. The topic has probably been somewhere. Um, and so the, the, uh, Greek word that, that it was translated from is forgive my pronunciation, prorizo, which means to decide beforehand, but more specifically, to foreordain is the word it directly translates to, which is to order or decree something before its occurrence, like to have known it and to order and decree it before it happens. Um, so the Lord has orchestrated us to be saved before it happens. Um, and we don't know exactly. I wanted to get this uh, out of the way before we dive in here because it would be a big elephant if we just ran over it, um, that we don't know exactly what this, what this foreordinance looks like. Um, we don't know who or when we'll be called to spend eternity with the Father, but we do know that our God is omniscient, our God is worthy of all praise, and is worthy of being right with, is worthy of serving. And so let this lack of understanding and I pray that this is true, that, that this lack of understanding in what this foreordinance looks like and how or when we're called, other than knowing that the Spirit prompts us to receive the grace, um, and then we, you know, through our, through our confession and faith, uh, receive salvation in grace. Um, let this be a reason for reverence and for thankfulness for this grace we get the privilege of receiving. Mm. Um, that is where I'm going to leave that, uh, that, that the Lord knows more than us and he knows it beforehand and we should be thankful for the grace is where I will leave that topic. Um, and that follows, that follows so perfectly into verse six. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us, um, who belong to his dear son. Come on, mm. come on. Incredible. Um, so thankful. I, absolutely blown away with the idea that we get the privilege of being stewards of God's glorious grace um, and his mystery that we can go forth and share that with a target on our back. What an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are going to go ahead and start. We're going to bust this into two chunks. Um, and so I'm going to have Bennett read 1 through 14, and then we'll kind of go back, break it down a little more intimately. <laughs> a little more sincerely and then um and then we'll transition into the second half which would be 15 through 23 so bennett would you be okay with reading 1 through 14 right now yeah of course Come on. so uh, ephesians 1 starts with a greeting from paul 
So this letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of, G of Christ Jesus. I'm writing to God's holy people in Ephesus, who are faithful followers of Christ. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. On to verse 3. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Verse 5. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. Verse 8, he has showered his kindness on us uh, along with all wisdom and understanding. God has now revealed to us his mysterious plan regarding Christ, a plan to fulfill his own good pleasure. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. 11. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. God's purpose was that we Jews, uh, who were the first to trust in Christ and would bring praise and glory to God, and now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. 14. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. Hmm. Come on. So we're going to double back. Um, that's incredible. I, wow. Scripture. Um, so, uh, the greeting will go over that. We'll start in verse two. Um, so grace to you, peace from God, our father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Daniel mentioned earlier that, um, the grace and the peace from God, that, that is the order it goes in and the foundation of everything, which is the grace we receive, which leads to our great peace that then we can go forth in boldness and do ministry basically. Um, so just like the end of this greeting already, there's weight, you know, that like mm. this grace and peace has value. Um, so blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Um, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. Do we have anything to say about this? Mm. It speaks for itself a lot. Yeah. Hmm. It's pretty heavy though. Right. That what sticks out to me, um, that, that he has blessed us with spiritual blessings. Um, that's James one seventeen, right? That every good gift comes from above. Um, mm -hmm. and he's blessed us with spiritual blessings. And, um, I love that, uh, we, he has chose us to be holy and blameless. And, um, that sticks out to me because that is not only something that goes along with, um, first Corinthians seven, uh, where, where we're called to be holy in, uh, in body and spirit as, you know, as we are preparing ourselves for whatever, to praise the Lord. It says, like it says, 
if you are able to stay single, your focuses will be on being holy in body and spirit. Um, and then like, if not, you're to get married, but that's beside the point that like we are called many times and this is the same guy writing it. So it's not exactly a surprise, but we're called to pursue holiness and blamelessness with an, with an expectation that we're going to fail and that we are in need of the spirit and of grace and of salvation to be right with God, but we're to pursue holy and blamelessness. So that stuck out to me. Does anybody have anything else? Yeah. Um, I think those, those are some really good points, Paul. Um, I think, I just think it's super interesting here how Paul is blessing the Lord. He said, blessed be the God and father of our Lord, Jesus Christ, who's blessed us. I'm reading the same thing you just read, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. And what's amazing, uh, I was looking through this stuff um, earlier, and I came across a quote from Spurgeon. Spurgeon's a great theologian. Check him out Mm. if you have not. But he says, if you think little of what God has done for you, you will do very little for him. But if Mm. you have a great notion of his great mercy to you, you will be greatly grateful to your gracious God. There's a lot of greats going on in there. I like that. You will be greatly grateful to your gracious God. God, because the thing is, like, we don't deserve any of this. Nope. You know, recently I've been I've been wrestling with my own sin because, you know, what a what a great place to start. And I was I was thinking about something as I was journaling the other day, and I was revealed with just this thought of like, in light of my sin and my depravity, just everything inside me just being just nasty in the sight of God, I'm taken to the very foot of the cross where I am just like, this is what I deserve. I deserve to be up there, nails through my wrists and my feet. But then I look up, and Jesus is there for me, right? It's it's not my debt anymore. It's been paid for by the Savior of the world. And I just love this because that's, that's such a blessing, hmm. right? It's such a blessing, and it just the deeper understanding of that draws me to my knees before God. And I'm just like, God, you are amazing. I don't, I don't deserve any of this. Yet you continuously bless me over and over and over again. And I think what's awesome about this because there's there's so much to each verse, and like saying that God doesn't run out of these spiritual blessings to give. His resources are innumerable. He doesn't run out of wisdom to give you or insight or revelation or, you know, whatever you're praying for, because these are spiritual blessings, right? These aren't like, hey, God, I really want a new car. This is, God, I need wisdom to understand your word better. Help me to see you better. And he freely gives that away time and time again, like he quoted from James, Paul. Like, Mm. he freely gives it away. And I just love the message here. Um and what's cool is the spiritual blessings, like I said, that's not like a, it's not like a worldly thing. And so it separates us as Christians who are called to be holy and righteous from the world. Right. The world that's painted this picture of the world's chasing after these these temporary goods, right? This this gain, this vanity, if you want to go to Ecclesiastes. And that's not what's being given here. What's being given are these spiritual blessings, this this peace, this joy, this patience, the fruit of the spirit. That's what's being freely given here. And it takes us to a deeper understanding of God and separates us from the temporary goods that the world is chasing. Hmm. So, and that's just verse three. 
Come on. Come on. That's just first three. Oh. Someone else take it. Uh, I'm getting too hyped over here. No, Daniel, I need you to read. Um, let's do let's do let's do let's do six through and eight. Six through eight. I'm on it. Uh, <clears throat> to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight. Did you say through eight? Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Just the word, the word redemption just rings so true to that point that Dan was just making there. Um, that it that it it's it was our weight to bear. It was our sin um, on the cross, and and we should have been up there. Um, but but we we got a chance at redemption. We got a chance to to try again. Um, he forgave us, and and he showered his kindness and wisdom and understanding on us. And 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 that just that grace is just so so heavy. Mm. Man, I, that's really good. Oh, dude, I. Okay, to the praise of the grace um, which he's blessed us with in Jesus, we have redemption through his blood, forgiveness of our trespasses according to this rich grace that he's lavished upon us with all wisdom and insight. Like this grace that Hebrews 10 allows us to have confidence in entering the holy places because we have been sprinkled mm. clean. We've been sprinkled clean from an evil conscience that, hold that holds us back. Right. This goes along with what you said earlier, Daniel, that in this adoption, we are fully in the family of God, that we are no longer defined at all by what we were in the past. But by this glorious, rich grace that is lavished upon us, we have Mm. confidence to enter the holy places made new. Right. A new creation. Second Corinthians 517. Like we have a we have a whole new identity and a whole new being because of a grace that we do not deserve that was the word is here lavished i mm. believe um lavished yes. upon us that is that is insane like god showed his great love for us that while we were still sinners mm. he came and died Came and died, came and paid the price. There is no price that you could put on life. Life is the only, like, it is the only thing that is, like, you cannot put a, put a, a tag on it, um, is the, the gift of life. And Jesus came, lived the perfect life we could never live, died so that we could have confidence to be a part of his family. I'm hurting and I, and I'm happily hurting right now. Like this is insane. That's so good. That's so good. I'm going to jump in there. So Paul, um, I love what you just said about just like the adoption. So take, I'm going to take it back real quick. One verse to verse five. Um, uh, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ. Here's the thing. So William Barclay, another scholar of just the Bible, um, he writes, in Roman law, when the adoption was complete, it was complete indeed. The person who had been adopted had all the rights of a legitimate son in his new family and completely lost all rights to his old. In the eyes of the law, he was a completely new person. So new was he that even 
all of his debts and obligations connected with his previous family were abolished as if they'd never existed. Hmm. So, and this is, this is Roman law. This is the Roman method of adoption. And that's the same. That's true for us. When we are adopted into the new family of Jesus Christ, all of our old debts and obligations that were connected with our previous life have been wiped away by the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, that's so good. And then when you get into verse 6, like Paul, you were just talking about, to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved Jesus Christ. Into 7, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses. So picture, I love, I love the imagery here. In the Gospels, picture a leper, the, just the most unclean person, completely cast out of society. That is us. I have no business being in the presence of the Most High God with my utter depravity, which just means my just the magnitude of my sin. I have no business. Like when you look at Isaiah 6, right, when he's in the throne room of God, he's like, I'm a man of unclean lips because at the realization of God's holiness and perfection, he can do nothing but just be like, wow, I suck. Come on. That's that's the only response. But then, <laughs> oh, but then the grace is freely given. And that's the view that's being painted here is that in light of my sin, when I look at God's grace given to me, one who doesn't deserve it at all, the grace, the amount of grace given is astronomical. Come on. He chases after me in the midst of my deepest, darkest sin, in the midst of whatever you're going through. Like, there's, there's, there's no secret to God. Like, whatever you're doing the other night, the other morning, whatever, afternoon, doesn't matter what time of day or what sin it is. If it's like a quote-unquote bad sin societally in like the, the lowercase church or whatever, it's no secret. And God has more than enough grace to pour over that time and time again. Hmm. More than enough grace. He doesn't run out. It's a spiritual gift. He doesn't run out. Come on. So we get to walk in the freedom of that and the assurance, like Bennett was talking about, and the assurance through the seal of the Holy Spirit that we're covered. You can walk in freedom. Mm. The laws, the, the, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the ethical laws that we still follow, like the Ten Commandments that we are still under the authority of. It's, it's no longer this burden. It's no longer this 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 weight. It's a, it's a happy choice because we get to follow these laws, which ultimately bring us prosperity and peace in Christ because he's freed us from all of our old sin. Mm. Uh, that's what I got. Come on. There's, come on, there's come so on, much on. more, but I'm yeah, the yeah, cap yeah. it right there. Oh, dude, we're rolling, right? Making known, verse 9, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose which he set forth in Christ, as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. Um, I touched on this because it was my title, ver- like my one of my key verses was like all things united. We are the unity of a spiritual realm and an earthly realm. Our, we are as people. And Christ is the unity, the full unity of those things. Like he is the, is the true bridge between reaching like this, this spiritual, um, eternity in paradise and, and this like, and, you know, being, um, and living a life, uh, that is, I don't know how you'd say worthy, um, on this earth. Like Christ is, is the unity of all things. Um, and so we, 
it's it's amazing that we can overlook the gospel really easily in things we're doing because, oh, we've heard it a bunch of times. Like, that's obvious. That's a given. But, like, that's it. That's all it's about is Jesus Christ, him crucified and him risen, is all it's about. And so Christ is this unity um, and has been given this dominion. And and it's and it's something that we need to be reminded of daily and constantly, uh, because that is the message. That is the church. Is Jesus Christ, Him crucified and Him risen? Does anybody else have anything? Hmm, that's good. I think you hit the nail on the. I think you guys are hitting the nail on the head right now. Hey, I love you, Benny. (laughs) Bennett, will you read um, eleven? Let's do. I don't know. Where do you think we should go, right? In him obtaining inheritance. Hold on. Before we move on. Go ahead. Let me hop in real quick on verse 9. Just the last thing I have in this section. I think think it's too important to skip over. Um, So it says, Making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ Jesus. This is kind of a confusing verse if you just, like, look at it surface value. So the mystery of his will, you know, for a long time, like God's will was a mystery. No one, no one really knew what, what his ultimate plan was. It just seemed like God was there to bring his people close to him, which is, which is true to an extent. Like that is, that is what was going on in the OT, but the mystery of God's will is Christ Jesus. Mm. It's through Christ Jesus. And it is Christ Jesus because it's this whole redemptive arc that goes throughout the entire Bible, all pointing towards Jesus from Genesis to Revelation. It's all pointing towards Jesus. And here's the thing. Like when you go through the Old Testament, you know, you're reading through that, you see this, this body of people, the Israelites, who continuously stray away from God. They've been given this God who's their creator, you know, through a- and starts with Abraham. And God's like, I'm, I'm your God. You are my people. Abide in me. I will abide in you. All these good things. And this continuously, this loose focus, like this goldfish focus, where we just, oh, there's something, there's something else more shiny over here, specifically like a golden calf, maybe. Hmm. But there's, 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 there's these other things that are being chased. So it's, it's this redemptive arc of us straying away. God saying, hey, no, come back over here. Us straying away. God saying, like, fine, if that's what, like, if you're going to do that, that's fine. I'll, like, I'll give you over to that. Famine, war, just all these crazy things. We'll come back. You know, tail between our legs, like, oh, we're back to God. We'll stray away again, come back. It's this whole thing, this whole thing. But we're the struggling people who constantly walk away from our Creator and our God. But the thing is, we see, you know, start moving into the New Testament. You prophets talk about it into the Gospels, is that we see that that very God sends his own son, who is in fact himself, to die for the very people who've been abandoning him the whole time. Mm. And all of this plays out through history, history and scripture. You know, when you look at like, it, it goes back and forth, like Psalm 22, like my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And then there's these people gambling and casting lots for David's clothes. But then you see this play out on the cross when Jesus is like, he says it in Aramaic. He's like, God, why have you forsaken me? Where are you? And the people just, so happened coincidentally, quote unquote, to be casting lots for Jesus's clothing. It's a prophecy fulfilled. It's been going on since the beginning of time was the pinnacle at the cross, Jesus's death and resurrection. And it continues to play out into today. 
and Jesus will one day come back again. Mm. It's the good news of Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's amazing. And all of that is just referenced here in verse 9. So I love it. The mystery of God made known in Christ Jesus who came, lived, died, and was resurrected all for the glory of God to bring us back to him. Mm. That's the gospel. Come on, man. That's the gospel. Yes, sir. That's, that's <clears throat> the that's the pe- that's the message that's that's true north. Give me so I want to give a thought real quick as in we are coming up on 50 minutes and I don't want to be legalistic and say we have to finish a chapter. I don't want to say that that that's like something that we have to do. We can definitely move forward. Obviously you guys can see that we are not professionals and we did not exactly think this all the way through. We just love Jesus and wanted to talk about him together. Um, and so do we want to save 15 through 23 for, um, another episode? Yeah, let's do a part right. two. Incredible. So Bennett, on that note, give me 11 through 14 Bennett and, and, yeah. and spit some game on it. Okay. Um, 11 through 14. Uh, furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. God's purpose was that we Jews who were brought who were who were the first to trust God I'm sorry, let me start over. Verse twelve. God's purpose was that we Jews who were the first to trust in Christ would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. How do we feel about 11 through 14 there? Oh, my gosh. Bennett, do you have any first thoughts? Yeah. Um, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. Um, what is that inheritance? It, it goes on to answer that question in verse 14, or end of verse 13, really, and that's the Holy Spirit. Um, and, and so when when Christ was resurrected and he left this earth, he said, I will be back, um, but until that time, I will give you the Holy Spirit. And, and it's, it's we, we did a whole episode on it, and it, uh, that episode was like an hour and a half long, I think. And, and I, I, I wouldn't do it justice to try to explain the Holy Spirit in, in 30 seconds. But um, the Holy Spirit is that, that, that feeling, that, that, that tug at your heart, that, that tug at your conscience, and that just... I don't. I struggle to explain it because it's just a, such a powerful feeling, a powerful being, a, a powerful thing that we get um, when we put our salvation and our trust and our faith in the Lord. Um, almost as a, I don't even know the word, a, a place filler until Christ returns, um, a, a moral guide. Um, again, I, I wouldn't do it justice to try to explain the Holy Spirit in in the amount of time that I've got here, but. Um, that that inheritance is the Holy Spirit, and it is everything that the Lord has promised us. Mm-hmm. Um, verse fourteen, like I keep going back to, um, it's it's guaranteed. It's a guarantee that that He will give us our inheritance, um, and that that He has purchased us to be His own people. Um, that we are His, like Danny was talking about with the the family crest and the seal. Um, that we're marked with God's seal, and and we're His. We're a part of His family. 
Um, we are his sons and daughters. We are, um, and we are meant to use that to be his people, to glorify and praise him. Um, and, and what, what grace and peace and just Hmm. so much good comes from that. Um, so yeah, I've got a lot of thoughts, but, um, what do you guys got there through verse 14? Come on. Um, wow. I, a good word and and i love like the idea of the spirit being a guarantee it's like mm. your conviction your conviction speaks of the state of your heart and so like if you are walking with the spirit that voice only gets louder and it is like such an incredible thing to be able to to rest understanding that like um that if the spirit is in you you know what you're becoming is good um, as it continues to work on you in your heart. And so like, this is really cool because if you read Acts, there's a part where Paul and Barnabas are the first people to speak to Gentiles. Um, and Galatians, Paul talks about how he's like, some people were meant to preach to Jews. I was meant to preach to Gentiles. And they like, for a long time, Gentiles were not able to receive salvation, uh, but they were hungry for it. So whenever Paul was like, uh, whenever Paul was given the okay by the Spirit, basically, to to preach to Gentiles, they were ecstatic. They were excited about the opportunity to receive this grace they'd heard so much about. And so, like, they get such a, a beautiful opportunity to get the Holy Spirit in them as a guarantee because I could not imagine a life without the Spirit on this earth. I think that people who are, I will say, quote, living, um, without the spirit are just going on acting like they're living, um, mm. when they're not truly living because the spirit is Jesus in our lives and, and it is our guide and our guarantor and our, and our faithful, um, friend and our accountability and our teacher and it interprets scripture for us. And it, it is just incredible. And so like for the opportunity for these Gentiles to, to have their eternity sealed by the Holy spirit um, is so powerful. And, and so, um, it is like something that I, that I, we just cannot stress enough that it is worthy of so much more than just like my fleeting words. Um, that, that this thing is, is worthy, um, is worthy of every praise and every devotion, um, every bit of time and attention um, so that's what I have. Daniel, do you got anything to wrap us up? Uh, just a little bit. I love just the the verbiage, just the wording of talking about the inheritance. Um, because, you know, like if you are living in Christ, if you have been sealed with the Holy Spirit, Jesus is not, is not judge to you. Jesus is the Savior of the world. He's, he's everything. But to but to those like it's who aren't in Christ, it's a very real thing that Jesus is judge, and like that's not why he came to the world the first time. But like when it when he comes the second time, like that's that will be the reality of it. And you know, I, like I don't want to pull punches from that. Like it's a very real thing. But this inheritance is, is such a beautiful, beautiful thing because we've only been given a taste of it now, right? We've been given the Holy Spirit for those who professed faith in Christ and, you know, we are guided and prompted by the spirit. We are convicted by the spirit. 
uh, and just all these beautiful things, you know, and, and then comes like the gifts of the spirit. Um, there's a bunch of them from different books of the Bible, but there's more, there's more to it. There's more inheritance to come. Like we will be glorified with Christ upon our debt. Our bodies, mm-hmm. our fleshly bodies will be stripped away and we'll be as God fully intended us in the beginning that we will be in the presence of God, the veil put back experiencing God to the fullest in heaven. And it's such a beautiful thing. You know, the Bible talks about, you know, storing up treasures in heavens and there being this marriage feast. And there's, there's all this different imagery given, but there's so much to look forward to in that. And uh, I just like, I can't reiterate enough that it's only through Christ Jesus. And so if you're out there questioning, like, well, like, I don't know, all these different things talk to someone about it you don't like it's it's okay to not be sure it really is like there seems to be this taboo mindset of i can't i can't question christians i can't you know like i can't even like ask them why even if you like disagree with everything we've said completely like that's okay let's talk about it like reach out to somebody like we're called as christians to be able to give account for our hope like we're supposed to be ready to answer questions about it. Like that's our duty. That's our duty. That's our job. So ask, like ask, ask hard questions. If I don't have an answer, like I'll, I'll think about it more and I'll be honest with you. And I hope whoever you reach out to, it does the same, but yeah, ask the hard questions. Christians ask the hard questions. There's a lot of them. I don't, I don't understand a lot of it. We talked about predestination. It's a very lofty, lofty thing that's talked about, you know, in Ephesians and Romans and all these different places. That's it's confusing. So don't think you have to know it all, but yeah, there's, there's there's so much, so much. I'm excited to keep going through Ephesians with y'all uh, and battle ready. Uh, there's there's a lot to come. So, yeah, I'm absolutely pumped. Paul, you got anything left? I do. Um, before I have Bennett pray us out, I, I want to say that we've been gifted a really cool opportunity um, with – so we have a dear friend. His name is Corbin Farmer. Um, he is now a published author and we've had the privilege of being served by him and serving alongside him, uh, for for years now. And he wrote a book, uh, called 12 stories that, um, if you are to read it, you might get to hear some word from a couple of us. Um, but, uh, he is gracious enough to want to give away a copy to one of the listeners of the pure joy project. And so, um, if you made it this far in bat- in episode one of Battle Ready, um, which that title is going to become more relevant as we go, but the foundation of being Battle Ready is the grace of Christ Jesus. Um, but if you've made it this far, you, all you have to do is DM us um, at the dot pure dot joy dot project on Instagram. And um, in about 10 days, we're going to take everybody that's DM'd us interested in a copy of this book called 12 Stories by Corbin Farmer, if you want to look at it on Amazon or anything. And all you have to do is DM us that you're interested, and your name will be put in a um, like random picker at the end of 10 days with everybody that has responded to us. Um, and then we'll get it mailed to you completely free of charge. And, um, so if you're interested in that DM us on our Instagram account, um, just thought I would throw that in, um, before Bennett prays us out. Um, 
So if you made it this far, thank you for making it this far. Uh, and I hope, and you know, we pray that, that the spirit uses us in our words and to work in your heart. Um, and so Bennett, go ahead and close us off dog. Yeah. One, one thing before I, before I pray to kind of go along with that, um, this is something that we've never done before. Um, this is something that, that we're still trying to figure out, um, how the best way to do it is and how to go about it and, um, how to make it the best experience for, for you, you guys as listeners as well. So, um, if you guys have any ideas, any feedback, um, anything about this episode one of battle ready and, um, doing a Bible study, um, with you guys, um, walking through Ephesians together, um, reach out to us. Like Paul was saying on our Instagram, um, on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, um, leave a review, leave a comment, um, anything like that. Um, it help, it'll help us, um, kind of gauge, uh, what you guys want too. Um, mm. cause that, we don't want to make it about us. It's, it's about what you guys want. I mean, what, and how you guys, um, do best with this kind of stuff. So, um, so yeah, reach out to us, let us know what you guys think so that we can continue to, to, um, to grow together. Um, as we, as we walk through Ephesians, like I was saying, um, I'm going to pray us out. Um, and I'm sure Athena's going to play something really, really pretty. Oh, that's uh, facts. Yeah. That's so, all facts. Lord, um, thank you for this time. Thank you for, uh, the book of Ephesians. Uh, thank you for your word and your truth, Lord. Uh, thank you for Paul and Daniel, um, that, that we may be able to, um, use a platform like this to, to spread your word and, and to talk about, um, your peace and your grace, Lord. Um, as we continue to walk through Ephesians, I just ask that you keep our, our hearts and our minds set on you, Lord, and everything that you have to tell us, Lord, whether it be big or small, whether it be one verse or 20 verses, Lord, as we do this study, keep our, our intent to learn more and more about you and more and more about your goodness. Um, and in that, let us grow our relationship with you and let us grow closer to you, Lord. Um, Lord, I thank you for anybody who may be listening to this episode, Lord, um, and I pray for them that uh, whether they're struggling, whether they're happy, uh, whether they need to hear this or they don't think that they need to hear this, Lord, um, that 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 you get through to them, that they hear your words and they hear your truth and they hear your love and your grace and your peace, um, Lord, as we keep walking through Ephesians, as we finish Ephesians 1 um, later on. And as we get into the rest of the book, uh, chapters of the book of Ephesians, Lord, um, Lord, we thank you. We love you. Um, and we praise you in your son's name. I pray. Amen. Hmm. Amen. Hit that button.
Song. 